Wait, Kyle Richards is finally admitting that she's ready to start dating women. We have Vicki Gumvelson, who is now clapping back at Tamara Judge for the accusations that she made against Shannon and Vicky after the Trace Abuelas had their fallen out. And then Monica Fowler, Monica Garcia, she's talking about her divorce following the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion part one. I hope you are ready for it. You're listening to No Filter with Zach Peter. Your go-to source for all the latest pop culture and reality TVT, Surf Fresh, all week long. Now, let's dive in. Hello, happy Wednesday, everybody. Um, I've had quite the eventful week this week. Um, I got back from Sequoia on Sunday, and then on Monday, I taped for Court TV. Yesterday, I had a meeting at Spotify headquarters here in downtown LA, which was so dope. I think I'm actually, I don't know, I think you're going to see a lot more from me in Spotify this year, 2024. We go and get it. You know, we invest, we work hard, we do what we got to do. Um, so I had a very good meeting at Spotify. And let me tell you, their headquarters in downtown is like, we fire, fire, fire. Um, so I look forward to seeing what's going to I think we're going to like make some changes to like the Zach pack and maybe, you know, add some more fun additional perks for members of the Zach packs. So if you're a member, be sure to uh, or be sure to keep your membership active or you can sign up with the descript- the link in the description below. Um, and then also in the link in the description below, we have our new merch, Ruthless Not Toothless. Ruthless Not Toothless. I'm wearing my Ruthless Not Toothless shirt today. We also have uh, Find Me at Jason's shirts, Zach Pack hoodies, and No Filter caps. Like I said, guys, as soon as your merch comes in, send me your photos. Tag me in your stories. I love seeing you guys rock the merch, doing the damn thing. Send me your photos. Tag me in your stories. Like Post on your Instagram story and then like tag me at No Filter with Zach or at Just Plain Zach, which is my personal handle. And I'll repost you and I'll chat and we'll, we'll get it, get it, get it, get it, girl, get it, get it, girl to the front to the right to the back girl it's your not i know he thinks you're fine and stuff but does he know how to wind you up um and then tomorrow i'm taping the okop podcast like listen a bitch stays booked and busy okay. that was a bad ochre sorry that was like a, a flat tire ochre let's try that again okay. there we go see i still got it in me um Last night, I went to the Netflix screening of Grisella. So Grisella is a new Netflix show that's coming out starring Sofia Vergara. The trailer is out. I've been going to a lot of Netflix stuff lately I, I, with my friend Andy. Um, he, I went with him to the premiere of Good Grief, which is Dan Levy's new movie for Netflix. So good, by the way. If you need like a good tearjerker, definitely watch Good Grief on Netflix. It's Dan Levy. It's about him and his husband. And his husband um, ends up dying, uh, which I'm not giving away a spoiler, but his husband passes away very suddenly and unexpectedly. And then he finds out that his husband was seeing somebody else and like goes on this journey to like, you know, find or learn more about the husband's other life that he was having and grieving the loss of his husband while also discovering like his husband was not the person that he thought that he was and like the layers of grief and like finding love again and like all that stuff. It's so fucking good. I was trying to watch it the other night and I was like, no, I'm going to cry and I just don't want to know. I don't want to think about love right now and grief and loss and all that shit, you know, just like all the sad shit. But Grisella, fucking good. So it comes out on January 25th. 
which is in two weeks. So Erica Jane hosted the um, special screening that Netflix had at their headquarters last night. So Andy and I went to that, which was a lot of fun. Um, they didn't have cocktails, though. Netflix, if I have any recommendations, it's that if you're going to have a screening, if you're going to have a party. Well, there was no there was no after party. There was no pre-party. There was just like sodas and popcorn, which, I mean, listen, I'm grateful to even come, um, grateful to be there, but like, it was it was great, such a good time. Um, the show is good. Sofia Vergara, like completely. If you watch the trailer, like she doesn't even look like herself. She's completely transformed herself, and it is incredible. But Erica hosted it, which was a lot of fun. Um, and she looked fucking hot. Hold on, I have a photo. Um, because she looked incredible. So the show's Grisella. And if you just look, she was wearing like this sexy blue dress and her hair was like va va boom. You can see it on her Instagram story as well. She posted like a video because they had like donuts, powdered donuts, which at first when I walked in, I was like powdered donuts. Then you realize, oh, it's a show about cocaine and drugs and got it. Um, And she's, you know, become, it reminds me of Queen of the South. Um, But like, you know, with the, I don't know, there's, she's like got three kids. And so, you know, she's like trying to start over after her husband like she's really you know I think the story is a little richer with Sophia and in Griselda but I think it's based off of is it based off a true story I'm not entirely sure but um okay let's see um let's talk about should we talk about Kyle and the Vimas about the girlfriends so there was a new clip that was released from today's or tonight's Wednesday night's episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills there was a clip that came out and it's a clip of all the women they're having lunch they're playing it looks like they're playing a card game um like those question prompt games but then Kyle randomly asks she's like you know would any of you guys ever date a woman and suddenly Dorit's just like what like what do you mean would we ever like Dorit was so taken aback by the question and the other women kind of answer, and Sutton's like, well, my cousin's a lesbian. I was like, yeah, that's kind of the same thing. <laughs> um, she's like, my cousin's a lesbian. And so Kyle's like, you know what? Yeah, I would actually, I, I think I would. Yeah, I'm open to that. And everyone's like, what? Like, Kyle's now suddenly, and even Garcelle is just like, wait a minute. A couple years ago, Kyle was like, you know, clutching her pearls because we were having conversations about threesomes. And now here we are. And Kyle's talking about having a relationship with a woman and talking about scissoring. Like Kyle, like had just discovered what it means to scissor, you know, and hello, I've been saying Kyle and Morgan might be scissor sisters. And if they're not like, listen, Kyle could be like, Hey Morgan, Hey girl, like, I'm like, what is scissoring? Like, is that have to do with the scrapbook? And she's just like, listen, this scrapbook has got some flaps, but there is no construction paper. Um, and I'm pretty sure I could imagine them just being like, oh, you know, Denise and Brandy. Oh, well, let me, I can show you, you do this. And Kyle was like demonstrating the legs about like what you do when you're scissoring. And it's just scissor sisters, you know, we're scrapbooking together. That's like the new cover scrapbook sisters. Um, yeah. It was interesting. So a lot of people are like, ooh, and even Doreen in her confessional, she was like, this is interesting. And Garcelle's like, this is a new side of Kyle. Like, she's gone sober. Morgan's sober. She's working out more. You know, she's investing in herself. She's, you know, got this possibly secret relationship that she's denying as a relationship because her and Morgan are just friends. I don't know. It's an interesting vibe for sure. But do you guys think that Kyle 
is now kind of turning to the, I mean, if she's now open to dating women, maybe it was one of those situations where like she had a really close bond with um, Morgan Wade. Gonna make you fall in love with me. Like they had a close bond and then cause like, oh, maybe I can develop feelings. Maybe I am interested in something other than, you know, Mauricio's Umansky. just interesting right um scootish scootica scootica blue says this show isn't even about the women anyone it's about the production crew and the writers and i can't stand them the crew behind the scenes has ruined the show they're disgusting what show what crew what's going on how is this show not about the women and it's about the crew is Kyle screwing one of the crew members? Is that how she became a lesbian? Let's be honest, sister. Let's be honest. But I think, you know, Morgan possibly was able to fulfill Kyle's emotional coming out of grief, going through this, you know, metamorphosis, midlife crisis, rediscovery of who she is now, you know, she, that she's in her 50s. You know, I think... Morgan may have unlocked something in Kyle, and maybe there was something that she never really got to fully explore. I also love that we're getting a lot more of Big Kathy in last week's episode, in Paris in Love season two. Like, we're getting a lot more insight into their upbringing and how Big Kathy raised them and the trauma that they still carry, that each of them still carries to this day. Like, when we see the scenes with Kim and Kyle talking about Big Kathy, we see the way that Kathy was talking about Big Kathy, her mom, on Paris's show. So it's interesting that, like, this is finally starting to come to light. Like, maybe Kyle felt like she had to suppress her inner, you know, her inner scissor sister side because that's not what Big Kathy wanted for them. Because when you read House of Hilton, you find out that, like, Big Kathy wanted them to find rich men, successful men, marry a rich man, have a lot of kids with the rich man. Like, those were her priorities. If you can't become rich and famous, then you should definitely, you should either become rich or famous. If you can't become famous, then definitely marry a rich man. That was what Kim Richards did, right? Kim Richards, Kim Richards married a lot of very wealthy men and had children with them. Kim's whole story, by the way, when we get into House of Hilton and all of that stuff, Kim's whole story is wild. I think one of her, was it her husband? Or no, I think it was her fiance. I remember she was on the phone with him when he got murdered, like he was like, he walked into a deli and she's like talking to him on the phone. And the next thing you know, boom, he gets like slayed. And then she had to go and identify the body. It like the whole thing is wild. Um, all of the Kim Richards stuff is, is crazy. There's not a whole lot of Kyle in the book. They do talk a bit about Kyle and their dad, Ken, Ken Richards, um, when he had cancer and how big Kathy or not big Kathy, how Kathy Hilton and Rick Hilton like didn't want to help him, even though he was struggling financially and he had cancer. And then finally they gave him some money. They like loaned him $10,000 and then made them sell their house to pay him to pay Kathy and Rick back. Even though he was dying of cancer, they had to sell their house to pay back a loan to his daughter. It's wild. Wild, 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 wild. The Wild West. House of Hilton is a trip. I think I want to do a dedicated, like, hour revisiting the juiciest bits of House of Hilton. Obviously, we did the deep dives in the book club. um, But, like, reviewing, recapping part one of House of Hilton, I think that's what we'll do. Maybe I'll set that up for probably not this week. What's today? Wednesday. So we only have one more episode this week. Maybe next week. I'll dedicate one episode, no news, just one episode to House of Hilton. Maybe it'll come out next Wednesday. That'll be interesting. Maybe I'll bring Josh in. Well, no, I don't know if Josh will be comfortable doing that. Um, 
but yeah, maybe I don't bring anyone on, but I really just recap the juiciest bits of House of Hilton because it is so good. The book is so long. There's no audiobooks. You really just have to read the actual book itself. I don't think it's on my bookshelf. I think it's in the studio. Um, or I was going to pull it up right now, but like wild bits, truly, truly insane. Um, but I think Kyle is now starting to discover herself a bit more. She's trying to work through the trauma that Big Kathy endured or that Big Kathy had projected onto them that now she's having to endure again with Kathy Hilton. But yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. I do miss doing book club, though, you guys. I miss book club. But I mean, come on. We're doing, I do live streams Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday mornings. We do Wednesday evening live streams that recap Salt Lake City. We do Thursday evening recaps that are members-only bonus episodes. I'm doing a weekend recap with Donna Bowling, recapping old episodes of Real Houses of Beverly Hills. So book club is a lot because I have to like read, take notes, prep, and then deliver all of that. Book club was a lot, but maybe we'll listen. If you guys are up for adding like a second tier of the Zach Pack members only on YouTube. That's a book club membership because regular membership is only two ninety nine. But if we did like a four ninety nine membership where you get all of the regular members only plus a weekly book club or a monthly book club, I don't know. Maybe a monthly book club. That's not a bad idea, right? Monthly book club, one hour, and it's not even going chapter by chapter recaps. But maybe just like the juiciest bits from that month's book and then we have the whole month to read the book and then at the start of the month we're like okay let's get into the juiciest bits that came out of this specific book I kind of like that I don't know let me know what you guys think of that idea um either leave it in a comment below on YouTube comment on Spotify or you can leave it in an Apple podcast review if you're listening to this on Apple podcasts but yeah Kyle Richard says that she's ready to start dating women she's ready to embrace her lesbianicide so, I mean, I wouldn't be mad if by the end of this, her and Morgan decide, you know what? We're in a relationship. We're going to own this. We're going to lean into this and we're going to do it. And good for them. Do you, boo. If that's what makes you happy, do you, boo. Um, What else? Vicky Gunvalson. Oy vey, Vicky, Vicky, Vicky. So, Vicky is now responding to Tamara Judge because she's just like, how dare you? Um, because Tamara Judge, which I talked about, what was it, yesterday's episode or Monday's episode about the Trace Amigas having their falling out, and Tamara saying that, you know, she's being accused of not being there for Shannon, even though when Shannon got her DUI and Vicky took her in, and she's like, well, I couldn't be there for Shannon because I had to fly to uh, Scotland to film The Traitors, and I was literally flying to Scotland when I was, when I, news broke, and so I, I couldn't physically be there because I was leaving to another country to film a television show that I was being paid to film. Um, but she was checking in on Shannon. I do I do know that. I do know she was checking in on Shannon. I know that for a fact. And she was trying her best to be there for Shannon, you know, amid all the traitor stuff. Um, I do know that. And she also said the Alexis Bellino stuff that she made up with Alexis at BravoCon and that, you know, she, her befriending Alexis had nothing to do with Shannon and she tried to keep it separate. But, you know, whatever. But now... Vicky is coming back at her and Vicky is saying that um, that she's a liar. She's like, you prostitution whore. 
And she's basically saying that um, because uh, Teddy then went on her podcast and Teddy was saying, oh, you know, it's interesting that Vicky can go off and talk about how she was so hurt that Kelly Dodd called her Miss Piggy. But yet she's over here talking about my looks. And then Vicky claps back and she's like, I've never talked about your looks. You're such a liar. You're irrelevant to me. And she like can't be bothered by um, can't be bothered by Teddy. But at the same time, and she's also saying that um, her response to Tamara and all the things that Tamara said about her recently, she said that um, it's no wonder Tamara was cast on The Traitors because that's the perfect show for her. Traitors, because she calls Tamara a traitor. And I was like, oof, spicy. It's Miss Spicy, baby. Um, so Vicky... Listen, one thing about Vicky, she's always going to pop off, and we love her for it, right? Because if she ain't popping off, then there ain't a whole lot of drama that we getting out of these ladies. But I, as of right now, there is no expectation for Vicky to return. We know Alexis is not coming back. So all of this is kind of just like, mm, I miss, I miss seeing Vicky on the show. I think Alexis would have been a great addition, like Heather, Vicky, Tamara, Alexis, Shannon, I think that would have been a, a lightning rod. Demote Gina. Maybe keep Emily in the mix to try and be like, whoa, these abuelas is crazy. Uh, but yeah. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Hey, Billy, why don't we tell them what we're about, man? So we're here to welcome you to the Madhouse Chronicles. It's a talk show with myself, Billy Morrison. And me, Ozzy This man, Prince of Darkness, and we watch and react to the maddest internet clips. What do we discuss, Ozzy? Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, all that kind of shit. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, and all that kinds of shit. Come and join Ozzy and myself. Visit OsborneMediaHouse.com to get special access to... Come to, on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see where where that goes vicky and shannon are doing their live show tamara and teddy are doing their live show on january 25th so it's all there um and then monica garcia formerly monica fowler so we had the part one of the real houses of salt lake city reunion which aired tuesday night and it was it was actually pretty good but it was I don't know. I don't see how the show moves forward. It doesn't seem... I know there have been rumors that Meredith and Whitney have made up with Monica. It doesn't appear to be the case based off of things that Meredith was tweeting during that. She's like, some people just don't know how to take accountability and some people are just liars. And so she seemed to be like hinting that Monica and her are not good friends, even though that's been some of the speculation. Or not good friends, but that they have not made up. So the only one that really seems to be in Monica's court at this point is Mary. And it's interesting to see if they will bring back Monica. We know that, like, I mean, Teresa Judice has gone through this, right? But Teresa Judice was like a pillar on Jersey. Because then you look back at, like, the season five reunion. Remember where she's in the green dress and Jacqueline's in the short little red dress? 
and Teresa's in her Christmas pageant dress. Remember, that's what uh, Caroline Manso said. That was the wildest. Season five of Jersey was insanity. Season four was crazy, but season five and six, oof. Oh, no, not six, five. That was Jacqueline and Caroline's last season. Because uh, I don't think they, season six is when they brought in the twins, which was like the twins and Amber Marchese. But um, Teresa was on an island that season. And nobody was really talking to her friends with her. And then eventually they started to cast other people to kind of be on Teresa's side. So, yeah, I think if Teresa can go through that or even earlier, season one and season two, well, not season two, but season one of Jersey when you had Danielle who was on an island and they only had four housewives. And that's when that show really thrived, like season one with. Danielle Staub and the book and none of them liking her and then coming back for season two and Danielle was able to come back. All you need is one person that's willing to bend a bit. And I think maybe if they bring back Mary full time, I don't know if they actually would though. But I mean, even bringing Mary back as a friend of, like Mary could be a bridge to help Monica come back into the group or at least make up with some of the other women. I don't see Lisa Barlow and Heather Gay forgiving Monica. I see that tension continuing to go. But like bringing back Monica for season five, I'm not against it. I really am not. I think Monica brings a lot to the show. She's interesting. She's leaning into being a villain. She's not running from it. She's not playing the victim. She is, however, talking about her ex and why she got divorced. Because it came up last night's in last night's reunion about the affair that she had with her brother-in-law. And she's like, it was a long time ago. And like, God forgave me because I prayed every day. And I became a Mormon again. And... Now she's opening up about what the real reason was for her divorce because, well, actually, I'll just read you the statement she posted on Instagram. She said, I've received several questions about my divorce. Yes, the affair happened a decade ago. No, that is not the reason for our divorce. I understand you all have questions and trying to figure out the reason for the divorce now. I have debated answering this publicly or not. However, when I did apply to be on the show, I had planned on bringing awareness to the subject and speaking about it openly. Mm, Sounds like she's trying to... Uh, tee up a storyline for next season should she return um, and also gain a little sympathy hmm. um, another subject was which was discussed uh, which was discussed several times along with others that wasn't shown in the email that was shown on last night's episode the reason for our divorce was because of domestic violence my ex was arrested a couple of times for domestic violence on me in front of our girls and violations of protective orders i had hoped to speak out about it on the show to help better explain why things are the way they are in my life currently to bring awareness to women dealing with the issue and to help them see that they are not alone. I hope anyone going through this issue knows that I am with you. I hope you see that you can move on from this horrible situation and begin to give your children a better life away from those circumstances, that there, that there is life after abuse and that it wasn't your fault and that you have tribes of people ready to carry you through. And then she puts, um, however, if this helps one person out there to feel seen and give them comfort and hope or support, then know that it's worth it to me. And she listed the domestic, the National Domestic Violence Hotline, which is 1-800-799-7233. It's 1-800-799-7233. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. It's like, how do we believe anything that Monica has to say? I mean, obviously, I don't think she's lying about domestic violence, but it's hard to be like, how do we then like have sympathy for her given like all the other crazy things that she's done? 
Um, obviously, you should always have empathy and some or empathy for women that are or anyone in a situation with domestic violence, um, and always try to help them out of this. You know, that's something that my mother always taught me, and something that, you know, just values that I was raised with growing up. That you always help people when they need help, and you always try to be a support system for people when you can be. So, yeah. I'm glad that Monica's speaking out about this. I wish we would have gotten a little more of that from her this season, but she said that it was addressed, but I guess it wasn't really aired. So we'll see. There are three parts of the reunion. The elephant will be talked about. What is the elephant? But yeah, there are three parts of the reunion. We have part one that's out now. We have two more parts that are coming next week and the week after. And then we get Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump Rules. You know that it's our time. These are the best days of our lives. Just raise your glasses high. This one's for you tonight. And if you're so excited about Vanderpump Rules, then you'll be so excited that Rachel Goes Rogue is going to be recapping it every week on her podcast. Rachel Goes Rogue. Did you see the new trailer for Vanderpump Rules? Ariana is being ignorant for not letting Tom buy her out of the house. Has a loan against it. She needs to get out and not hold on anymore. Okay, I'm glad Brittany brings this up because we discussed this the other day on the podcast about the lawsuit. She's now suing She's now suing Tom to get him out of the house. But somebody brought it to light that in recent interviews, which I kind of vaguely remember, in recent interviews, she says she doesn't care if he stays in the house. Uh, again, I vaguely remember this. She says she doesn't care if she stays in the house. She just wants to leave. But he can't afford to buy her out, I guess, because he took out a loan against, you know, his portion of the mortgage. Remember when he was opening Schwartz and Sandy's? I don't know. But it, they it, it made sense to me when somebody brought it up to me where they're like, oh, well, you know, he can't just buy her out because he doesn't have the money to buy her out. And I was like, oh, well, then that makes sense. But, you know, she still wants to get out. So the only way to afford that is to sell the house. But in the recent previews for Vanderpump, which are now going around, it looks like, at least from the editing of it, the impression I got is not so much that she doesn't, that she just wants to get bought out, but that she doesn't want him living in the house either. Like she wants to sell the house and be done with it, which is what my initial impression was. Like I thought that was the thing is she just wanted him out of the house and she wanted out of the house and neither of them to have the house. And that's kind of what it looks like based off of the way the trailer's edited. It looks like she doesn't want him to live in that house, which at this point, I'm just like, let the house go, right? Let the house go. Take your money. If he can't afford it, then yeah, I think the house should move forward with the sale. And he needs to stop being a greedo too. Like, don't be greedy. You can't keep the house. You can't afford it. Sorry, that's just where you're at. That's just your situation. If you can't buy her out, then you know what? You got to sell the house and go back to an apartment in Valley Village. It is what it is. Got to deal with the circumstances of where you're at. You took out a loan. You opened a business. You're struggling with that business. And this is just where you're at, you know? I wonder how much the house is worth. Somebody Can somebody check Zillow to see? I think it's like worth, what, $1.2 How much is Tom and Ariana's house? Ooh, she co-owns a $2 million home. So Ariana and Tom Sandoval purchased a point. $0.075 million home together in 2019, which is obviously a huge asset. Interesting. Um, Tom and Ariana house Zillow. I don't think the house is for sale. 
but I do want to find... Oh, is this the house? <gasps> is this the house? No way. I think this is the house. It's listed for $2.8 in Valley Village. This looks exactly like the house. Oh, that looks like their old apartment. O-M. Let's see. I'm looking at the photos in the house. This, oh, this is their house. Oh, my God. Okay, I found their house on Zillow. It's currently... It's current. Wait, it's currently for sale, listed for two point eight million dollars. So they bought it for two million, and now it's listed for eight hundred more. Nestled in the heart of Valley Village, this stunning Cape Cod style home built in twenty eighteen. Oh wow! So it was brand new when they purchased it in twenty nineteen. Built in twenty eighteen is a true gem, boasting five bedrooms and four and a half bathrooms. This property exudes elegance and luxury. Step inside to discover high end finishes throughout, creating an atmosphere atmosphere of refined living. The gourmet kitchen is a chef's dream, equipped with top-of-the-line appliances and an expansive island perfect for culinary adventures and entertaining the master bedroom. Oh, I don't think we're allowed to say master bedroom anymore. It's the primary bedroom now. The primary bedroom is a serene retreat featuring vaulted ceilings a cozy fireplace and dual closets providing ample space and comfort indulge in the beauty of the la of the lush backyard complete with a sparkling pool and spa oh the one raquel was dipping her coochie in when tom sandoval made his first move ideal for unwinding on a lazy afternoon or hosting unforgettable gatherings where people will throw drinks at you. The built-in barbecue area is perfect for grilling your friends and grilling up delectable meals while enjoying the tranquil ambiance until your cast members come by and that ambiance gets popped, and then it's a night for entertaining. Beyond property boundaries, which the owners know about crossing boundaries all too well, you'll find yourself in close proximity to Studio City, renowned restaurants and chic shops offering convenience and vibrant offering convenience and a vibrant lifestyle don't miss the chance to own this exquisite property exclusively coochie juiced by raquel levis and experience the perfect blend of luxury comfort convenience and betrayal in valley village book your private tour today do not disturb tenants Ooh, in all caps do not disturb tenants photos have been virtually staged it's been listed for the last 76 days Interesting. How did she get it listed if that's interesting? How would they get it listed? Uh, Ariane House. How would they get it listed if she's now suing him to sell it? Did she list it and now she wants it to be sold? I don't know. I'm a little confused by that. Interessante. Oh, wait. Is this not the same house? Oh, no. I don't think this is the same house. It's just a very similar no this looks like the house no it's not the same house no that doesn't look like their house whose house is this i've seen this house tom and katie's house oh wait whose house is this i'm looking at one this is a vanderbump house maybe it's tom and katie's house that i'm looking at yeah this isn't tom and ariana's house this is tom and katie's house that i'm looking at for 2.8 million because i know this kitchen and i know Oh, oh, I know that living room. Oh, this makes me sad because now I remember. Ooh, Tom and Katie's house. Yeah, this is Tom and Katie's house. Very cute. 
wow, I didn't realize Tom and Katie had a five-bedroom house. Oh, okay, so the betrayal and the coochie juice, that's not about Tom Sandoval. This is Tom and Katie's old house that's currently listed. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, yeah, someone asked, does anyone know what Tom and Katie got for their house since both homes are exactly the same? I mean, they seem exactly the same, but when you look at photos of Tom and Ariana's house, it's a little different. So, yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry. But, yeah, this is Tom and Kate. I was like, I recognize this house, and that's why I automatically assumed it was Tom and Ariana's house that was listed on Zillow. But it's not Tom and Ariana's house. It's Tom and Katie's house. Because I was like, I know this backyard. I know this front. I know this all of it. So there was no betrayal that we know of. Tom and Ariana's house is not listed. I would assume it would be listed for about the same, though. Yeah, Tom and Ariana's house is a little bit different. It's got the dual garage. So interesting. Still cute, though. All right. Well, there we go. Tom and Katie's house is on sale right now. You can get it for $2.8 million. Tom and Ariana's house, not on the market yet. So that's where the confusion has now been clarified. All right, guys. Well, I guess that's all I got for you on this Wednesday. I will be live tonight, Wednesday evening. Josh and I will be breaking down part one, Josh from Louisiana. So be sure to subscribe to Josh from Louisiana's YouTube channel, Josh from Louisiana. Um, and tune into our recap of part one of the Real Houses of Salt Lake City reunion tonight. Let's get it. Yes, apologize for the coochie comments. I apologize for the coochie comments. There are no coochie juices that belong to Rachel Levis in that pool. Oh, because they said it was a sparkling pool. A sparkling pool is in like the, the bottom, like the backsplash is sparkling. The bottom is sparkling. They have sparkling water in the pool. Interesting. I don't know. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. You can always follow me at Just Plain Zach. Follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach on Instagram. Get your merch, Ruthless Not Toothless. Find me at Jason, Zach Pack, No Filter, all of it. Um, Get ready. It's available now. The link is in the description below. And yeah, I'll see you tonight. Salt Lake City recap. See you later, skaters. Um, Give me a follow. Get your merch. Stay tuned. I will be live again tomorrow, Thursday. Like I said, I'm going to be on the OKOP um, podcast. So stay, stay tuned for that. I'm also trying to get a clip from Court TV that I can share with you guys. So hang in there. Stay tuned. I'll see you later. All right, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. Ciao for now. Hit the like button on your way out. If you're watching this on YouTube, be sure to hit the subscribe button. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can always join for a bonus audio episode every Friday by subscribing to No Filter Plus. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave me a nice podcast review. It's free. It takes two seconds. And it really does help the show. It helps us in the rankings. It helps let other people know why they should listen to this podcast versus any other. So... Definitely be sure to show me some love. All right, guys. Ciao for now. Talk to you later. Bye. 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 Bye.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.